0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Lifestyle, uh, Trading Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm very happy to have with me today uh, Chris Laurie. He is one of the first people that I started learning Forex from, and he has, he, I think he has the absolute best uh, educational material on learning price action. So, very happy to have him. Uh, thanks for coming on, Chris.
1: Uh, pleasure. Thanks a lot for having me, You, I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Um, so, I guess
0: I'll just get into the questions. Um, so, can you tell me a little bit about what you're doing before you became a forex trader?
1: Um, yeah, you know, uh, my kind of path into FX, I would say, started when I was fairly young. I was, you know, we'd sit around the dinner table uh, with with my seven brothers and sisters, and my dad would would constantly give us. Sort of uh, lectures or lessons on the financial markets because he was obviously quite into it at the time and and it still is mm-hmm. but um, he he really taught us how to be financially prudent when we were quite young and we you know we, we had to work hard and we had to make our own money and he guided us on how to invest it and whatnot mm-hmm. so it kind of I took a keen interest in being financially responsible at a young age, and wondering what the alternatives were uh, for when you when you get older, and um, and I started to take an interest in the financial market specifically. While I was in university, actually, just before university, actually, and then um, and but I was of course distracted by my bobsledding career. Mm-hmm. Prior to bobsledding, I was on Canada's national team in decathlon. And then I was recruited out of there into bobsledding, and so, so that got started. So it put basically my you know post-university career on hold for a while, and um, kind of achieved my first goal of being in the 1988 Olympic Games. And then after that, I figured we could probably become world Olympic champions. And so I kind of remained focused on the sport, but in the meantime, I continued to study the uh, the financial markets. And I took the Canadian Securities course, Um, it's a pretty tough course, uh, in order to move into the financial uh, industry once I retired from sport. And so my bobsledding career ended up lasting a lot longer than I had anticipated and uh, went until I was 34, 35 years old after four Olympic Games. And uh, when I retired from sport, um, I was ready to move into the financial uh, business and, uh, and so then I began to, to, to place a focus on FX trading. And that was like in 98, 99. And um, I passively, well, I took a keen interest in studying the FX market from about that time. But um, I had to make some money after retiring from sports. So I did some, so some contract work in sport uh, in order to build some capital to trade with. And then I started. Of course, I traded a little bit of the tech bubble. Mm-hmm. And I made some money, lost some money, and then I started to focus on FX from there. So that was about 2000, and then between 2000 and 2002, I studied quite intensely. And in 2002, I was introduced to uh, a mentor uh, of mine, and um, and that's when things really, really kicked into place uh, for me, for me. So it was um, it was kind of a long time in the planning, and then. Started to focus around 2000, and really, really enjoyed the asset class of FX uh, simply because I believe it's the least risky asset class, which is a whole other subject we could <laughs> talk about it if you wanted to. But um, and 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 of course the most interesting and the most liquid.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I see. That's interesting. I didn't know you were uh, in, in the decathlon too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough sport, you know. I mean, they they were they were looking for speed and power for bobsledding, and they recruited those of us on the national team into decathlon, into into bobsleigh.
0: <laughs> I see. Now, do you think that that whole competitive spirit really um, prepared you well to become a trader?
1: Uh, there's absolutely no question about it that, and and this, of course, and I can relate it to trading in that. When you develop as an athlete, you're always pursuing um, and testing your physical and mental capacity to the highest degree, um, in, in in order to succeed. And you, so what happens is, is you engage in a process, um, and the more you actively engage, and the more you go out and you um, engage in new experiences. Um, you set uh, new goals, short, medium, and long-term goals. You you will accumulate knowledge from these experiences. And in sport, you're put under uh, a very large number of trying circumstances, circumstances where you need to understand yourself, how you're likely to respond to various situations and, in order to, to continue to develop. And so I went through that uh, process as an athlete, and when I began to uh, – to start my trading career, it, and started to discover this—that really I had already been through everything that trading requires of you from understanding process thinking standpoint—and I simply had to convert it. So I had to understand the market at a very, very deep level, mm-hmm. and I had to—I uh, had to have the awareness to to adapt everything that I learned in sport. And convert it into, um, an acquired the knowledge that I was acquiring in trading, mm-hmm. and the systems thinking I was I was building in trading. And really, it's just a question of converting that uh, the mental capacity into trading. And so, there's no question about it. That's why, that's why when I say you know I say to traders that that because for me it was sport, but for other tr- for other traders or other aspiring traders you you have likely gone through experiences in your life where you've aimed to achieve something and you need to you need to reflect back and understand the process that you went through and convert that into trading and you know there's no way around it you need to expand your knowledge of the market and um and we can talk about that in some of these in some of the future questions here
0: okay very cool very cool yeah um so i guess one of the bigger questions that a lot of people want to know is can you tell us a little bit about how you trade your trading strategy
1: um well my trading the, the way my trading model evolved was and, and i think like anybody in trading is when you uh, when you discover or when you start to explore fx trading it's very very common to want to um you, you want to understand what tools are available so first of all uh, first of all, there's many, many ways that you to, to skin to skin the cat. In fact, every single trader in the marketplace has a different approach. They see the market through a different set of eyes. They have a different set of experiences that they're that they're drawing uh, um, their trading decisions from. And as they try to try to engage to acquire knowledge, uh, they'll go to you know indicators, price action, maybe the fundamentals. Uh, maybe um, algorithms, um, uh, EAs, uh, things like that. And so as you engage in these experiences, what I really recommend, first of all, is do not try to copy exactly what somebody else is doing because that's not going to work. So if somebody shows you an indicator system or whatnot or a system of any kind and says, this is my system, you should trade it, these are the rules, um, it's not going to work for you because the – you need, to, you need to develop a full uh, and thorough and complete understanding of the market. And the tools that you use, you need to understand them in depth. And so, uh, so my model is a price – so I've got – my model is kind of uh, spread out. So my intraday trading model uh, is price action based. It is, it is 80, 90% based on the price action and the volatility occurring on an intraday basis. My charts are clean. I don't have indicators on my charts. Um, I simply am watching the price behaviors throughout the day. Now, for long-term position tradings and working with clients, we often have to engage in long-term you know speculative positions. Mm-hmm. And so those are typically more fundamentally rooted. So I'll use a combination of so on, on the one end of the continuum, so for intraday trading, 80 90% of these decisions are based on the price action and price behaviors that we see repeated uh, you know, over time, yet there's still a fundamental foundation, a fundamental knowledge, a sense for what the information flow and what effect that is having on the market. That's also going to guide your trading decisions to some degree because, because price is either reacting or not reacting to that information flow. Mm-hmm. On the other end of the continue for the longer term positions, which are more rooted on fundamental, uh, fundamental foundation, a, fund, a view of the fundamentals uh, of that specific country, um, there is also a price action component to it because we obviously are going to look at the charts and try to identify what the charts are telling us versus what the fundamentals are ch- telling us, whether it's consistent or whether it's not and so so therefore, um, my model is is it's spread along that continuum but I think for for those listening to to uh, this podcast, um, my intraday model is price action based. Oh okay
0: yeah I mean the, you have a ton of videos in your um, your members area on your website and it pretty much goes through your whole strategy and I was really blown away by it because the first time I saw you, like I've studied um support and resistance before that but when I saw your stuff I was like wow that's you know that's a whole, totally different way to look at it and it, it made sense to me I, I don't know I just couldn't explain it
1: yeah you know the um uh what we do is uh, is we we have the price action and the price action I talk about pr- when we talk about price patterns, we're not talking about your standard head and shoulder, Gartley, you know, three drives, these type of patterns. Mm-hmm. It's more, that's why I refer to them as price behaviors. And so the beha- the behaviors can be broken down into what type of behavior we expect at very, very specific times of day. Uh-huh. And the price behavior is in relation to the order flow um, moving through the interbank market. Mm-hmm. And um, and as you refer to the support resistance is a support resistance are more or less kind of our standard reference levels, and then within within that support resistance, we're looking for uh, for fractals. Which I know that that term is used a lot uh, in FX and in trading, um, but but the kind of the the, the uh, simple definition of a fractal is really uh, re- patterns, repeated patterns of self-similarity reduced at every scale, which is effectively what we see in chart patterns. So. Um, we break down these fractals and we look for these repeated behaviors and, and trade these behaviors. Um, and it's it's and the thing is is that when we share this information and as you mentioned, you know, I've got I've got this course which is a kind of a, what I'd say a beginner to intermediate course, and then and then we have the Pro Traders Club and we've got literally countless uh, archives of of teachings and and in, in those teachings it's all. Um, you know, price action, price behavior, fractals, and price broken down. And when those who have succeeded um, and those of our members who have succeeded, and there's quite a large number of them, uh, it's a, it's interesting because once you see it and once you see the breakdown of price, we share with one another, we're like, this is amazing how we just keep seeing this pattern. And we're just – it's because you, it's like you have something that you have – you have a common knowledge that you're sharing with one another. You're like, man, look how cool this is. Look how <laughs> amazingly um, price is behaving in this way, which we anticipate. Mm-hmm. And uh, so um, to me, the reason why uh, my trading is rooted in price action is because price action is the closest you will get to seeing the psychology of the market. And so we're effectively trading the psychology of the market through the behaviors that are repeated day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah that makes a lot of sense definitely um
0: so when did you start uh teaching students
1: uh yeah, you know, I was probably six or seven years um into trading right around two thousand six mm-hmm. I, I, what happened was was um a group had asked me if I would do a workshop for their members. They had quite a large membership base and um and I said yeah sure i'll i'll you know I'll do a workshop for you mm-hmm. and um and so I, cause I figured they were just going to, you know, give me the materials. I was going to kind of present the materials. <laughs> they said, well, no, we want you to present your own materials. <laughs> so, um, so because I was just trying, you know, I, I wanted to be, um, consistent with what it was that they were teaching. And then of course put in a lot of my own unique stuff, mm-hmm. but, um, they said, no, create, you know, create your own course. So uh, I said, okay, you know, give me a couple months and I'll put something together. So, uh, I put, I, you know, I put a little course together and, um, and, and I really, I said, I'll give it a try, you know, and so I really, really enjoyed it because I have some public speaking experience because of my kind of status in sport in Canada. Mm-hmm. So I was asked to do a lot of speaking and I, so I enjoyed the speaking. And uh, then when teaching FX, it took a little bit of getting used to, um, but I became very comfortable with it. I really enjoy it. And so, and as, and, and what I also found was that every time I would teach, it was an exercise. And it was like pressing the refresh button. It was an exercise in revisiting a lot of aspects of trading that that were very refreshing and very helpful to my, you know, to to my current state of mind. And so, um, uh, and the, my course now has completely, completely changed since then. But um, it's you know some five, six years later, seven years later. But um, uh, but nonetheless, it's uh, I, I really, really enjoy it.
0: Ah, oh, very cool, very cool. Um, yeah, you mentioned that you have quite a few uh, successful students. Um, do you notice any characteristics that are common between those people?
1: Uh, absolutely. Um, the and this is extremely important, folks. The one common characteristic uh, among all successful traders is that, um, although you as individuals you will you will go out and you'll explore and you'll learn and you'll go to forums. Um, and you'll learn uh, a lot of aspects of the market, but at some point and, – and quite often as you're developing as a trader, you are going to very, very much depend on others to you know, to share information with you. Uh, that's a part of the natural process, but at some point in time, you are going to have to have acquired – have gone through the process of acquiring such an in-depth knowledge of the market, and more specifically, exactly the set of parameters that you want to use to trade, also called your trading model and your risk model. And you're going to have to become an independent thinker based on the information you've acquired. So you'll have a level of confidence in the information that you've acquired, a level of confidence in your psychological state, and um, and your manner in which you can you can be process thinking, um, and and ultimately making your Own decisions. Once you start making your own decisions based on a concrete set of parameters, you will succeed in trading. And every one of the individuals that I have mentored, see, because I don't, in in my training and in my mentorship, I don't say, these are the parameters, these are the rules, go out and copy it. That's (laughs) not how to learn trading. You you will not succeed trading that way. Okay. Mm -hmm. So every one of the successful students has built a foundation of knowledge through, um, our process and through our program, but every one of them has gone out to become an independent thinker and they use their own set of parameters. Um, the classic example, probably, probably the most proficient and successful trader that I know is a woman. Her name's Maria and, um, and she will use her, she has four favorite trades, you know, the eight, the A, the B, the C or the D. Mm-hmm. And I won't get into the details, but um but those four types of trades she has taken from my trading model. However, the manner in which she trades them is uniquely her own. And the decision making parameters that she has created are completely uniquely her own. So um but it's based on what she had learned from us, but she went on her own to become, you know, become an independent. She's just a phenomenal, phenomenal trader and 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 everything is just you know she's been through the process so many times you want to be at a stage in your trading for discretionary traders where um uh once you you know the trading decision becomes a natural process and how you react to price following the decision to enter is a natural process how you manage your risk is a natural process and so on and that and that repeats itself um through every trading exercise
0: mm-hmm. i see so, th- so that kind of gives um, the question that came up in my mind was, do you recommend like back testing on historical data or just strictly forward testing and tr- trying to figure out from you know this point forward?
1: Yeah, it's a uh, it's a very uh, it's a it's a very delicate combination of the two. So what you want to do is uh, what I have our people do is is we have. A set of we have let's say we have let's say ten parameters or ten price behaviors mm-hmm. um, for individuals to study. <clears throat> so, of these ten price behaviors, what we do is we have them engage in exercises. So, you can combine two or three of the price behaviors and engage in an exercise. And what an exercise would do is is um, is you take one of these parameters or two or three of these parameters and combine them. And let's say you use a Forex tester uh, software Mm -hmm. and um, you can, because you can get the live, you know, kind of simulated live data and you can speed it up at your discretion. So you can go through Forex tester software and you can go through and you can use, you can simply use a set of parameters and go through exercises at a highly intensive level. So what you're doing is you're constantly engaging in the market at a high level of intensity, you're watching these sets of parameters. Some will be low probability, some will be higher probability. And as you build sample sizes, let's say you do a sample size, you can just large, large sample sizes through the software or even, even in live time through a trading session. So you build sample sizes of, let's say 50 or 100 or 200 or 300, where you've actually engaged in an experience based on a specific set of parameters. So let's just say, for example, trading a day's high or low, like yesterday's high or low or the day's Asian range or um, just a standard support resistance level on let's say a 5 or 15 minute chart, a consolidation or a fractal. Mm -hmm. So every time price hits this level, you you make a trade, demo of course, you make a trade and then you, you, you set a stop at a certain level, a limit at a certain level and then you manage the trade accordingly. Um, move the stop to break even after you ide- identify X, Y, and Z, and so that your whole your whole view of the market and your whole um, approach becomes process-oriented. Now, you're doing the exercises at a high level of intensity, but when it actually comes down to making trading decisions on a live account, because you've worked through a sample size of 300, 500, or 1,000, It's going to be the process is going to become so automatic to you and you're only going to pick typically only going to pick the high probability scenarios because you've built such a large sample size. You're going to know what's low probability and you're going to know what's high probability based on the information that you've acquired, you know, through these exercises. And so when it comes to live trading, you're going to pick only the high probability ones. You're going to become you're going to be process oriented. You're going to know exactly where to set your stop, when to move it to break even, when to take your first limit order, how much to keep in the trade, uh, things like that. Um, so I, I encourage our students to engage in exercises, um, based on a specific set of parameters. And, um, and so, and what that does is that internalizes your understanding of the market. It becomes a part of you. You have such an in-depth understanding of the market that when you're trading, your decision-making process becomes automatic. Mm-hmm. um you you automatically know when to enter when not to enter what price action is 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 suitable and what price action is you want to stay away from uh and so so you, that that the market becomes a part of you and and that's really what we're aiming aiming to achieve and then you'll become an independent uh thinker and full time trader at that point
0: mm-hmm. there's no shortcuts <laughs> yeah, no doubt i mean i found that very uh very helpful the forex tester and the back testing. But um, I guess at some point you have to determine, okay, do do I put in some money and actually try to, um, you know, do it for real? And how do you recommend getting started in that point? Is there a certain amount of money that people should get started with or um, is it up to the individual pretty much?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's very individual. um, But what I uh, recommend, obviously, is when you start to trade live. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you start to trade live, as a result of your... Exercises in your experimenting and your testing, you will have established a specific protocol, and focus on one currency pair and one type of trade that you that you really like, mm-hmm. and then and then in the meantime you're still observing uh, all the price behaviors that you've been studying and and just you're, you're studying you know other currency pairs, but start with one currency pair one trade and then go to one currency pair two different types of trades, one currency pair three trades in the meantime. If one trade is becoming quite successful, then you'll say, okay, let's let's maybe we can add this trade to a second currency pair. So now you've got two currency pairs. You, tr- you make one type of trade because you've got a high level of confidence in it, one type of trade on two currency pairs and then you know and then you slowly, slowly build out from there. Mm-hmm. And um, I've got, for example, you know with Aussie yen and with pound dollar, I have my favorite trades, and I stick to those trades. Um, other and then other times based on my, my combined uh, knowledge there'll be certain trades that are a bit tough to identify in terms of being able to explain why I'm taking the trade um, to be tough to explain to you know just but because of my understanding of the market um, you have you have a really really good sense of what prices is, is is doing so um, but but nonetheless try to be focused okay if you're running around, trading on, you know, a lot of different currency pairs and, you know, a few trades here, a few trades there, that's just too random and you're not going to, you're not going to succeed.
0: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Definitely. Um, maybe we can shift gears a little bit here. And I was kind of, what really interested me, interested me about you was, uh, the fact that you manage a lot of funds and how did you kind of get into that?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, I, um, my very, the mentor that really got me into price action uh, I was kind of I, I kind of had a ha- one foot in the door of price action, or actually, you know, a foot and a half in the door, <laughs> price action when I um, started trading live, mm-hmm. and um, so I had a few, you know, I had a few uh, trades that I really liked and I stuck with them. Then when I hooked up with my mentor, who is who, we were brought together by an, an analyst, uh, um, co friend of ours, and uh, and he said, you guys, you guys are very similar in your approach and you guys should get together. So we got together, we started chatting and, and, um, you know, our chat was very much about price action and, and so what happened was, was he, we started at about the same time, but he accelerated, uh, he's just a very bright, very insightful guy. Mm-hmm. And he started to explore things about price action that I thought were very, very interesting. And so we would start together, we would do a lot of back testing and, um, a lot of, a lot of studying until my eyes were bleeding. And so, uh, when working with him, we started to manage funds together, just uh, you know a little bit, a little bit of some small funds. And, um, and from there, uh, things, you know, things, uh, went, went, uh, well. And then, um, he ended up having to have a couple eye surgeries because of yeah, the strain on his eyes, but, uh, oh, um, we ended up, um, you know, kind of Doing uh, doing fine there, and then moved on. I just retained a couple of clients and started trading for them, and then uh, then I got some exposure to the Singapore market and started to take on some you know some different uh, different type of trading, more more fundamentally grounded uh, trading, um, and that's when I got into the Aussie yen mm-hmm. and uh, started to focus on that currency pair because what happens is when you when you work with uh, a client, you actually are engaging and again in a whole new process, and you have to you have to adapt to whatever requests that they are, they are making of you. And of course, spot trading is one thing, but when you you know when we started doing this this Aussie yen uh, trading, it was very very interesting. And then it, and then I basically gravitated toward it, and it became my primary and, and most you know my. And most liked and most consistent currency pair to trade,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: but so the the managed funds kind of evolved, uh, and then you get a few clients that have confidence in you, and it just kind of you know just kind of goes from there.
0: Mm-hmm. I see, I see. So if there's people out there who maybe have a good track record and want to get into managing funds, um, how would you recommend they get started?
1: Yeah, what's going to happen is um, anybody who want you to manage their funds they're going to want to see a track record and um it's you know a couple years out is good two Mm -hmm. years track record should be uh should get you some some initial funds Mm -hmm. and um you know i don't really recommend trading for family and friends it's usually not a good idea Mm uh it's just not i mean anytime you know anytime managing money for family and friends can be you know, it can be uh, certain situations can arrive rise. It can be a challenge for you. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, best to have a third, you know, have a have a third party uh, set out with an agreement. And um, what I recommend is that you you know, you start out with a you know just a, a good little pocket and get some consistency. And then through the you know through the banks and whatnot, word will get out about your trading, and then some interest will start coming your way. And uh, you know, it usually comes through performance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And just to let you know, some of the companies that will introduce funds, there are a number of them out there. They like to see the day-to-day volatility in the accounts, so they they want to know what the what the net asset value is at the end of the day after you've closed your trades. So they're going to look at the volatility on your trading. So if you're if you're up, you know, 11% one day and down 8% the next, they they don't want that. That's too much volatility because as soon as you take five losses in a row, you're going to be down 30, 40%. Mm-hmm. So people don't want that. They want good, steady, good, steady risk with low volatility. Uh, um, and your risk model has got to be very tight. You have to present a very good tight risk model in terms of your, your, your processes as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. I see. Very cool. Um, uh, maybe you could, uh, talk a little bit about, I, I know you mentioned it before, but you could maybe, uh, talk about your websites and, um, what you do on those websites and the domains and everything?
1: Uh, yeah, you bet. Um, it's been a real pleasure having uh, my own website. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just it's really it's really been a pleasure just to be able to share information. And so we we effectively have two websites, and I've got a partner. His name's Joe, and uh, he's really in charge. He's the boss <laughs> um, because without Joe, there's no there's no Chris you know public figure Chris Laurie. <laughs> um, <laughs> But we have uh, ChrisLaurie.com, and ChrisLaurie.com is a free website, and, uh, and in that website, there's free information, there's videos, and I strongly recommend these video series, I think it's called um, Essential Qualities of an FX Trader, mm-hmm. of a Successful FX Trader, so go through those videos to understand what you need to do to succeed in trading, So uh, because that'll explain everything and so in that website we've got free videos for you to learn from and we try to update it and add new videos if we do a webinar we post it in there there's a very good webinar in there right now on on price inefficiencies. it's a price action based webinar go in there and check that out um, and so that's a, that's a that's a free website and so what we do is is we don't sell we don't sell things to people like we don't we're not pushy sales. It's basically, if you come to our website, if you think that there's something there that you might be interested in, if you want to buy a product, then you go over to protradersclub.com and that's where our products are listed. Uh, there's nothing salesy on them. It just gives you the uh, kind of the facts and information on the various products and services we have available. And if it appeals to you, great. If not, you know, no worries. Uh, you can keep, keep coming to our free website. So um, but the, the if you join the Pro Traders Club, um, it's recommended that you take the course first and the course is very, very, very inexpensive. It's only $400 dollars mm-hmm. for the online course, which runs some 35 hours. The Pro Traders Club is is the higher level concepts, and that's where the higher level concepts are shared. Uh, and there's countless video archives in the Pro Traders Club, and you can review all the teaching videos in there. There's got to be, you know, hundreds of them. Uh, so you can go there as well. We have workshops from time to time. We have workshops where we we methodically go through the higher level concepts, uh, which are not shared, you know, in multimedia in any courses. Uh, more in the Pro Traders Club they are, but they're not organized like they are in the workshops. So um in fact check our website for the you know for the latest workshop Mm -hmm. that we'll be having we have one coming up in may but um, this recording will probably be online for a while so just check our website at chrislaurie.com for the latest uh workshops but i'd also say that that you know almost everyone that has succeeded has also been to one workshop (laughs) <laughs> at least in one, one workshop so um but we only have one a year in the states so hopefully you can get to it
0: <laughs> yeah i definitely <laughs> want to make it out there but yeah i i really like that um the pro traders club i mean the pro traders of uh, course that really helped me out a lot and right. um uh, you ke- you came out with a uh a euro yen i mean a aussie yen course too right recently
1: Yeah, what we did with the Aussie N course was that was originally developed for another, you know, for another party. Mm. And um, that party ended up kind of, it kind of fell through, so I had the CDs from it. So the Aussie N course, it has has, um, a CD component to it or DVD component to it, but we also have an online component to it as well. So you'll get actual DVDs, and then you'll also get additional information on the course that's available online. And then we also have a section where I continually add videos to this uh, section. Mm-hmm. And so the Aussie yen course doesn't isn't just a course that stops. It's a course where I'm continually, continually adding new videos to show, um, you know, insights and information of current market action and uh, some of the things we're thinking of doing or uh, new aspects of price action that arise that I want to share with, uh, you know, with the with the members. So. So it's um, it is my favorite currency to pair to trade, and in my view, uh, you can trade that pair and that pair only even when it's sideways. <laughs> you can trade that pair only so and it's not as volatile as the other pair um, you have uh, you have carry in your favor mm-hmm. the time being and so um, and we explain all that in the course
0: ah, very cool yeah i mean that's the, that's pretty much the only course I've seen that specializes in that one pair. So I definitely want to check that out in the future.
1: You bet. We'll get one to you.
0: <laughs> okay, well uh, I guess I'm, I'm pretty much out of questions. Is there any questions. Uh, are, are there any last words that you want to um, say to people who want to get started in Forex or you know or maybe got started but are a little stuck?
1: Yeah, you know, I think that um, what happened is is people send me questions a lot about you know how how to get out of being stuck or how to proceed to succeed in the business, Mm -hmm. and that's what inspired my series of videos at chrislaurie.com in the free members area. Sign up as a member. If you go through those videos, it's probably three hours long or so, and maybe even more. If you go through those videos, it should answer uh, ninety percent of your questions on how to succeed in trading. Um, If you have any other questions. Um, from time to time, I'm I'm free to take phone calls, and you can phone me. But um, but go through those videos, and that should help you to understand the process in which you should engage to succeed in trading.
0: Mm-hmm. Ah, very cool. Okay, well, uh, I really appreciate appreciate you taking all the time, Chris. Uh, it's great to talk to you for the first time, actually. Right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you and I have been in touch for a long time now, and finally get to talk. So uh, stay in touch, you for sure. Yeah, Good definitely. To, uh, hear from you. It's been, it's been a real pleasure. Anytime.
0: All right. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Trading Lifestyle Podcast. If you want to find more interviews, tutorials, and random trading videos, check out TradingHeroes.com or follow Trading Heroes on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+.